ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Rep Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the Executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the Presenter of the Key, Kevin Key, and the Cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right in to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm your host, Ted Weston. I am here with the uh, ever-beautiful, ever-wonderful, she should be sleeping right now, the Temptress Witch. Ivy is here with us this evening. Ivy, thank you for being on with us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's all we get? That's all we get? <laughs> I mean, yep. listen, you want to go to bed, baby? We can go to bed. Make the, oh, you know, my make the God. Happen. Happen. Introduce Mike and move on. All right, here we go. And next to me, my partner in crime over here. He and I have been ride or die on professional wrestling since like the the late 90s, since I got introduced to it. He is one of the reasons I've been involved in wrestling for these uh, these last several years. He is the cuz, Cousin Mike, Mike Fire. Mike, thanks for being here tonight, brother. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's all I get. Now back to you, Ivy. Uh, hola, mami. there it is she already fired me for the day all right well i'll tell you what guys we're gonna jump right into uh to talking about a whole plethora of stuff going on right now but before we do i wanted to remind you to please 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 go to watermaneuver.net buy yourself some merch uh listen to us across all the podcast platforms you can find us at rewind podcast that's also our handle on youtube if you are listening on a podcast platform you can find us at rewind podcast which is also the same on all of our social medias at w-r-e-w-i-n-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t please make sure you go and find us wherever you have not found us yet subscribe like follow do all the things uh go to ccwrestlingfl.com slash events and get your tickets for all of your coastal championship wrestling shows including lucha mania coming up in nashville tennessee uh all right so we are going to jump right in here guys and uh and we're going to talk all about uh a handful of things but i want to start with the the whole nonsense with Vinny mac Vinny Mac is back. You know, I feel like he should have Eric Bischoff's theme song. You know, I'm back. Uh, but it can't say better than ever because he obviously is, you know, Vince McMahon and he can't ever really be anything worth anything anymore. Um, so uh, a plethora of things have happened here. I keep using the word plethora. I'm going to stop that now. Um, you know, a, a whole bunch of stuff has happened here. Uh, so Vince announces he wants to return to the WWE, to the board of directors, uh he does so uh stephanie mcmahon resigns almost immediately uh the two other i think two other or three other board members were uh were kicked off the board two board members resigned uh vince brought two of his uh his stooges back with him had them named back to the board and then he was unanimously named the director of the board again um because he had his people on the board. Uh, a lot of people are really worried that this means that he's going to take creative control back. Uh, so far, the statement is that he's not planning to be in creative control. He's just going to be managing the financial alternatives for WWE in the uh, the media market as they uh, come up on the time for renewals and, and media rights for the WWE. 
and a potential sale of the WWE. That led to a huge freaking internet rumor, um, which I know Cuz has has some points he wants to make about that in a, in a few minutes, uh, that it was sold to uh, to Saudi Arabia, right? Um, and we were going to get Saudi mania like full time over here. Uh, you know, that turned out to be, to be at least uh, as of right now, just a rumor. Um, uh, there has been no agreed upon, um, sale with, with the government of Saudi Arabia. Um, so it, it is what it is. Uh, there's lots of rumors going on that it could be Comcast. It could be Fox. It could be universal. It could be Disney. It could be a whole bunch of things. It could be Netflix, it could be Amazon. Um, We've talked about this many times before when the rumor mill has picked up about WWE being sold. Um, certainly something we can discuss a little bit tonight. Um, and one of my favorite things from just a state below me here, okay, uh, a stakeholder, a shareholder in Delaware has sued Vince McMahon for forcing his way back onto the board and and, and usurping control. Uh, man, it's... Uh, you know, usurping the board, I should say, and, and taking control. Yeah, craziness, craziness has ensued here in the world of professional wrestling. I want to get your thoughts on this, because uh, I know you got some things you want to say. Uh, so so take, take the floor here, brother. What you got for us today? So when everybody went off the deep end about the sale being supposedly sold, and you looked at the profile that posted the, the actual sale, like, no one had ever heard of that person before this, but everybody ran with it. Everybody was going salty mania and everything like that. And when I looked more and more into like what everybody was posting, what everyone was saying, it just proved more and more how much a lot of these websites just throw shit into the wind. That's my one, by the way. But uh, they throw things into the wind because. A, no, out of nowhere, small banana company is going to come out and buy this company. It's going to be one of the billionaire companies. Um, two, everybody that's freaking out about Saudi Arabia stepping in and taking over the company and making it like, you know, Saudi mania and everything like that. Um, when I did some research and saw what the Saudi Arabia public fund actually has its toes dipped into, you know, if you're going to boycott WWE because Saudi Arabia owns it, there's a lot more that you're going to boycott that you love. Can't play any Nintendo games. Can't watch anything from Disney. That alone, like, man. And that's just, like, a small drop in the bucket for what they have their money in. So one of the things that I thought was just hilarious is when you read these articles, you see so many buzzwords that are being used that leaves it up to being vague so that when people like sit and read these articles they're like oh yeah this is a sure thing and they're basically being herded and marketed and and you know it's just clickbait all it is is clickbait nobody is leaking any information to dave Meltzer. nobody's leaking any information to wrestling inc this is a billion dollar company you think anybody's going to talk to these guys in anything that regards the billions of dollars of money, not one bit whatsoever. Not one bit whatsoever, because if anything gets leaked out, especially for the sale of an, a billion-dollar company, if somebody were to, say, own stock, and they got this information leaked to them, wouldn't that be insider trading? 
Isn't that a federal offense? Like it just all around. I think what needs to have happen is the adults in the room need to be adults in the room. And they need to sit and look at what's going on. And, you know, somebody needs to come out and finally like give like a real statement about so, what's going on. So you're saying you want responsible reporting in the world of professional wrestling? Just in general. Like Just if in you're general. getting your if you're getting your information from the situation <clears throat> from dirt sheet websites, you're stupid. You're absolutely stupid when it comes to a billion dollar business. Hmm. If they're not reporting it on CNN, Fox, not saying that like all these websites or you know media sources are you know 100% legit, but if you don't hear it from those guys, but you hear it from you know all these crazy dirt sheet guys, obviously there's there might be a little bit of smoke. But for the most part, that all just came from Vince saying that he wants to help sell the company. Right, right. Vince needed to smoke himself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, listen, it got it got the it got them to be in the in the news, you know, and 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 do what they were doing, you know. Um, TMZ ended up covering it just to say, hey, WWE has not sold to WrestleMania, you know, to to Saudi Mania year. So. Uh, I I hear what you're saying. Um, I want to I want to get Ivy's thoughts here for a minute. Um, Ivy, Vince Vince back in July was being investigated for sexual misconduct. He was being investigated for hush money um, as a woman in the business who has experienced some dumb shit in this business. Um, you know, t- talk to us a little bit. Do you think Vince McMahon? should have been allowed to waltz back in the way he did and do you think that uh that this is going to cost the wwe any of its uh female fan base y'all ever seen a dumpster on fire um unfortunately (laughs) yes actually (laughs) um the the harsh reality is you know any anything that has to do with WWE with Vince being there, whether he's behind the scenes or, you know, just owning it, it's, it's Vince. He's going to do what he wants to do. Um, Do I think that Vince is going to stay out of creative? No. I mean, clearly he couldn't take a back seat for longer than what it's been, not even six months. So he clearly couldn't stay behind the scenes. So, you know, he's come back, um, which I'm kind of surprised that he even stepped away to begin with, but I guess due to whatever allegations or, you know, he decided it was a smart business move to step out for a while. Um, But he's obviously back. And that tells me that we're going to keep seeing a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And yeah, okay, factor in age. How much time does Vince McMahon truthfully have left in his life? Because he's getting up there. But I can tell you that man is going to be as involved in WWE as long as he owns it until the day he dies. Hmm. And I mean, I don't know. I think I've seen a lot of, you know, women on Twitter going off. I've seen a lot of men on Twitter going off about it. You know, people don't really, they're tired of Vince. They're tired of the Vince era. Um, Things have seemed to have been moving in a little bit better of a direction since he had stepped back. And 
you know, there's that major concern of, are we just going to reverse all that and go back to square one where nobody wants to deal with this shit? Hmm. Mm. I have a counter. Mm -hmm. Of course you do. Like it or not, he owns 80% of the company. So they shit without him. No, exactly. There's not going to be anything anybody's going to do, which is why I said Vince is going to do what Vince wants to do. Even if he wasn't on the board, you're still going to have to deal with Vince McMahon for a sale. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he is going to have anything to do with creative whatsoever. I think that is long past. And it's proven it because the ratings have, they've literally stabilized. The ratings are what they're going to be. Yeah, they can pop a 2.5 of The Rock shows up, but that's if The Rock shows up. The real wrestling audience is probably like double what the actual like ratings are for the people that don't have the boxes in their house to track the ratings. So we're probably looking at maybe like 3 million people a week that watch WWE. And that's not just on the TV shows. Like you also got to think into like all the views and everything. So I think they're doing just fine. And I think he's happy with that. But if well, anybody that's... thought that they were going to try and move on with a sale and him not be directly in charge of the sale is 100% foolish. Well, of course and, he's going to be involved in the sale. It's his company, and whether he's in a backseat or not. <clears throat> and with Triple H's health, there was no way, shape, or form that I thought that they were going to get Triple H long-term in a spot like that. Like, I did not see Triple H being in the same spot in 15 years. Maybe mm. five years, maybe eight years, yes. But the way that I see it, him coming back in, he probably wants to ensure that, A, they get their max value for what their product is, and B, there's some kind of income coming in for his family moving forward from said mm-hmm. sale. Mm. That's the way that I look at that. I don't think he's going to touch creative at all. If he were to touch creative at all, he would have brought back other guys. Like Pritchard would have been brought back into the like picture and everything like that. The fact that he didn't bring Pritchard onto the board, like... I, I just... I think everybody's running around thinking that the sky's like falling and everything like that when the sky is not falling whatsoever. This is normal business stuff. Okay. But should Vince McMahon be allowed to be back in that position given what he did? I mean, because he hasn't denied that he did it, folks. He hasn't said this didn't happen. I mean, me and you have both worked for people that have done inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. And we have chose to not work with that person mm-hmm. or those people anymore. That being said, he was caught. He paid the money that he was supposed to pay for the fines. Anything that's a settlement outside of court is gag ordered. Unless those people want to come out and break their gag order and give back all the money that they settled, we don't know what really went on. That we know of. We don't know if any settlements happened. So, 
All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's shift gears here. And, you know, we've been talking about, uh, we've been talking about Vince McMahon and whether or not he's going to be back in creative control. Let's talk about where creative is right now. Um, I think Triple H has been doing a, a pretty decent job with creative uh, since he took over right around SummerSlam. I think that uh, they've kind of backtracked a little bit in the last two months. Uh, we've yeah. seen some some regression a little bit. Um, maybe some people in, in Trip's ear going, hey, listen, you know, things were a little bit better when we tried these things. And he's like, well, I'll try it. You know, it's like a kid, you know, hey, Brussels sprouts are good. Well, I guess I'll try it, you know. And um, and so I think we've seen a little bit of a regression, but we're building into the Royal Rumble right now. We've got this Bray Wyatt, LA Knight, Mountain Dew, Lights Out match. We've got Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Um, I'm assuming we're going to end up getting the Usos versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. That's my assumption um, that we're going to end up seeing that, uh, you know, depending on how Raw goes on Monday. Uh, this is coming out Monday right before right before Raw, uh, a couple hours before Raw. So we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, we've got the storyline with Sami Zayn that has been gold, um, with Sami Zayn and the bloodline. Um, it has certainly built him to, to new heights and we're on the road to WrestleMania. They're running the Cody packages. So we know Cody's probably coming back at the rumble. Um, how, how do we think we're doing on the road to the Royal rumble? Is it gearing you up for being excited for it? Or are you still kind of in the blase phase? Because if you think about it, the Royal Rumble is only two weeks, you know, two and a half weeks away. Not even, it's two weeks away, you know? So, you know, if we're not excited for it yet, there's a problem, I think. So uh, let's, I, I started with Cuz last time. I'm going to start with, with, uh, with Ivy this time. Um, I feel like I have difficulty, at least in the last year, and really getting pumped up for some of these events, despite the builds. And we have seen some pretty decent builds, you know, recently. Um, I will say, I think that the, um, the Sami Zayn stuff has been probably some of the best content that I've seen them putting out recently. I think just overall where Sami Zayn was a year ago versus where he is now, um, that is intriguing to me. That's something that I want to see more of. And I think that's actually making the bloodline, you know, whole storyline for me, not as stagnant as I feel like it has mm. been. Um, so am I overall like excited for the entire event? Not yet. But am I excited to see how this is going to continue to evolve? Yes. And I'm really, you know, interested to see how that's going to play out over Rumble. Okay. Okay. Cuz? So, with this past couple of weeks worth of SmackDowns and pay-per-views over the past couple of months, I'm starting to see the picture a little bit clearer of what's going to happen. And I don't think that Sammy is going to get the World Heavyweight title. I think that he's going to end up in a spot where it's going to be him and Kevin Owens that are going to be taking the tag titles. I think that Rollins is going to cost Cody the Rumble. Mm. He's not going to enter the Rumble itself, but he's going to be 
at the Rumble to costume the Rumble when he gets in. I think The Rock is going to win the Rumble. I think that The Rock is going to beat Reigns at Mania. Following the match at Mania, The Rock is going to take off his boots and leave them in the ring. Mm. Which is going to lead to the draft, which is also going to lead to two separate World Heavyweight title tournaments. Hmm. I think that that is their easy out for getting the belts off of Roman because, to be God's honest, I feel like they've backed themselves into a tub of quicksand with Roman being booked as strong as he has. They had their natural out months ago with Clash at the Castle. They didn't take it because they couldn't figure it out, which I could have easily, you know, just been like, okay, why don't we have the guy cash in and it just becomes a world heavyweight title match, not a undisputed mm -hmm. title match. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's hard. It's <laughs> time to shit or get off the pot, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but are like, you excited for the event? Am I excited for the event? Um, with Triple H running creative, and given the characters like more, you know, freedom in the ring, it makes it more interesting and it makes me pay attention more. What's the one thing I haven't done the past two pay per views that we watched? Didn't fall asleep. Watched? You didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I haven't been able to post any uh, any <laughs> sleeping Mike uh, videos on Instagram. It's been kind of sad actually because those were like traditional at this point, you know. I. Uh, I still stand by Clash at the Castle, even though we didn't watch it all. And even though I watched spoilers of it while we were sitting on the couch, um, it was still a damn good show. And right. even though like I crapped on Karrion Cross, I really wanted to see that strap match because he has finally started coming around. I hate that they keep giving them three-minute squash matches on SmackDown, but I'm kind of cool with the guy now. Mm. I'm not cool with what they're doing with Mad Cat Moss, but, you know, that's another time and another place and another, you know. Another episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, I think that the the lead-up to the Royal Rumble needs to be a little bit faster developing. Um I think right now it's a little slow. It's a little stagnant. And the reason that I feel that way is these, these people that are going to be in the rumbles, they need time to interact, to set you up with moments in the rumble, right? Moments in the rumble can't just be spot fests. Like we got, in the in the early 2000s we got kofi and we got john morrison and we got these guys that were like these parkour guys that made the rumble exciting because of the physical moments that they created um but now the problem is that the business is like overflowing with those kinds of guys mm -hmm. right almost every you know ricochet can do all that stuff you know sammy can do that kind of stuff to be honest with you seth rollins can do that stuff with his knee is and all that messed up you know um you know all those all these guys can do all that 
that flippy stuff now. And so that being moment making for us in the rumble is kind of past. I think, I think that's, I think that's a thing of the past. And, um, and the other thing that made moments for us in the rumble has been surprise entrance. Well, we haven't gotten a lot of surprise entrance on the men's side lately, right? Last couple of years, it's been pretty straight up and down, maybe one or two, but not a lot. Um, and on the women's side, we've seen a lot, but that's because they've pared down the women's roster so much that it's been difficult to fill a rumble. So I guess what I'm saying is I, I need to see if you're gonna front if you're gonna put all people that are on the roster in the rumble, which I'm absolutely fine with, by the way. I don't need surprise entrance in order for the rumble to be enjoyable, but I want to know who's gunning for who. I want there to be moments that build tension going into the rumble and we just aren't getting that you want them to revive roddy piper come out as a zombie and just start yelling you mother or to yes uh, absolutely absolutely such a great story (laughs) right absolutely do it so so that's that's where I'm coming from. Like, that's where my personal feeling is about the rumble at this point. Um, I'm excited for Bray and LA night. I didn't need it to be a mountain dew lights out match to make it exciting for me. In fact, that makes me less excited about it. Um, the over gimmicky aspect of the matches, let them go out there and beat the, you know, and have, and have them beat the piss out of each other for a few minutes and, let Bray demolish him and move on, you know, um, while still making him look good. I would have been okay with that. And I I would have been more excited for that than I am for a lights out match. Um, because I think it's just, it, it becomes more about the type of match than it does about the match. Um, if that makes sense. Um, I, I am kind of excited for Owens and Reigns, mostly because they put on a great show every time they're paired together. Um, I've never been disappointed by a Reigns Owens match, you know, um, and I, I don't anticipate that I will be here. Uh, but ultimately, guys, I, I'm just I'm not, I'm not like geared up for the Rumble, you know. Um, and normally I am. Like this is my favorite event of the year. I've said it year and year and year and year. You know, I, I, this is my favorite one, and I'm just I'm, I'm I'm not there right now, and it's kind of scaring me a little bit. Well. Um, one of the things that you could possibly look out for is this is the first time in a couple of years where a big New Japan wrestling guy's contract's up again. Mmm. Mmm. You just had to bring up New Japan, didn't you? You just had to bring up. You just had to bring oh. it up. All right. Well, let's let's go there, Mike. Let's go there. Do you, you know? Um, I don't think he's a He's a big name, but like, if he goes to AEW, he's got three guys who are just like him. If he goes there, but if he goes to WWE, he's got the guys that are obviously the top quality guys that WWE wanted them, and that's why they're there. So it'd be kind of cool if, like, you know they do a whole thing where like they get the whole uh god judgment day in there and they're stomping on aj and everything like that 
and instead of uh, the club coming out, you get sling bleed. Yeah. Yeah. So sling bleeds possibly available, and then the other big name that's possibly available is Magnus. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Aldis uh, certainly has potential to to show up in the ring. I I wouldn't put it past him, especially sure. after Billy Kohler getting pretty much said like you're going to have a hard time getting like work with all these other federations. Like, no offense, Mister Pumpkins, but the dude carried your federation for two years in a row, and for the first year didn't take a paycheck. I mean, yeah, he walked around as your world champion, but, you know, you could be a little bit more grateful for what the guy did for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are two names that could surprise us for sure at the Rumble. Um, the other the other one that I'm kind of... I don't know. I guess, I guess the word I'm looking for here is um, cautiously thinking could be, could be a thing. Um, and it's very, very cautious, mind you, um, is that we're going to see Edge come back at the Rumble. And that kind of intrigues me because um, Edge is that guy that you want to watch what he's going to do. Even if he's not doing something great, like the whole Judgment Day thing wasn't great with edge involved but you wanted to watch it because edge was involved and um and i think that he just has that power he has that little bit of star power and i think that that could be something really cool that we could get at the rumble and uh maybe get him in a program where we see something strong happen there um you know with aj styles being out with the broken ankle um they need to they need to maintain that yeah you know we we have to maintain the uh the star power a little bit. I think Edge is the way that that might happen. I didn't even think about the broken ankle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know be... what? To, to be honest, like, Edge almost has to come back to help build, uh, God, what the hell is his name? Um, Priest, Balor, Priest. Dominic Mysterio. Balor doesn't need it. Balor's already there. Dominic, mm-hmm. Dominic's doing his own thing. Um, Damien Priest really, really needs a rub. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, man? I don't know uh, if you got to watch the stuff on Raw, but that that tag team turmoil match, that gauntlet match that we got um, on Monday Night Raw, it was like almost the whole last hour of Raw. It might have even been the whole last hour of Raw um damian priest worked pretty much that entire match i think he did work the whole match because because the judgment day won um and he worked the whole match yeah Yeah. but i wonder what talking too no i know that but i'll tell you what man like they they made him look really really good in that match you know and they the fact that they they injured valor in the match and they put mysterio in halfway through you know um You know what just hit me too? What's that? You know who's going to have a big return in the Rumble? Who's that? Boogs. Boobs. Boogs. 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 Oh, Boogs. 
I thought you said boobs. I'm like, well, I mean, there are no. some wrestlers that that walk around that have boobs, but because should be back soon from New Japan. Hmm. Hmm. That could be a good one, Rick Boogs. Yeah, you should have said Rick Boogs, because then I wouldn't have thought you said boobs. Okay. Well, no, I'm not talking about Trish Stratus here. Okay. I thought you were talking about Ivy. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I, you know, every metal detector in the world knows when she's coming. You know. Yeah. Shut the. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ted. <laughs> I broke her. Look at it, folks. First time in 2023. I broke Ivy the Temptress Witch. It's on like Donkey Kong. All right. Thank you. I guess I know I, now that Ivy has pierced nipples. I quit. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You didn't know that before? No. Our whole audience knew that. I was going to say, everybody knows that. That's no secret. They are pierced. Uh, <laughs> anyway uh let's let's keep let's keep talking about this a little bit here um and and let's talk about the other side of the coin because we do have a quote-unquote war on our hands between aew and wwe it's not really a war but but i do see aew doing some counter programming to start building themselves up as we get into the road to wrestlemania here um obviously they brought back adam cole last week he made his return to the company uh, they put one of the straps back on Darby Allen, uh, you know, office Samoa Joe. They, uh, but, yep. but they're going into this. But what's really interesting is they're going into this without one of their key components. Okay. And that is FTR. FTR has been granted a couple of months off of TV. And, and with that, I think, the, I think that that tag division takes a big dip without them. Uh, maybe. Like in terms of skill, maybe, but in terms of like marketability, like as great as FTR is, they don't have the popularity that the current tag champs have right now. Like I, I hear more people talk about the acclaim than I do FTR. Not mm -hmm. saying that they're better than ability wise, but. Talk well, you about got, that's become a pillar out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, you have the acclaimed, you have the gun club, you have the young bucks, you have, I guess, the Jericho Appreciation Society guys. Uh, and that's that's really it, right? Like, there aren't a you whole lot of other SCU, tag right? teams there. What's that? Yeah, SCU, right. No. Uh, no, I, no, Kazarian is doing something. I don't I don't remember what he's doing, but he's not, but he hasn't been no, it's uh that hasn't been a thing in a little while. Um gotcha. yeah, man. I, I just I, I just feel like I feel like for a company that built it, you know, built its audience based on tag team wrestling, um, they're they're in a little bit of a place right now. So the only thing I can think that they're gonna do next is they're going to hope that Jeff Hardy is on the wagon, stays on the wagon, they bring him back, and they give Matt and Jeff that tag title run. That's the only thing I can think that they're going to do, man. Man, I do not want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Listen, we Even Ivy know. doesn't want that to happen. No, I, like, still... we all know, and I was very vocal when, like, 
I think it was when they announced that Jeff was going to AEW and I was like, it's just time to hang it up. Right. Like, I want to remember, you know, Jeff Hardy's wrestling career for the highlights of it. I don't want to remember him literally beaten, battered, broken, mentally unstable to the point that he's like a shell of his former potential. Like, I don't want that. And my fear is that that's, I, I personally think that his continuous like influx of got, coming in and out of the business is really what's been so detrimental to him over the years, you know, with the mental health and the, the substance abuse issues. Right. And I think that, you know, he's at a point and an age where he could walk away comfortably. And if he wants to stay within, you know, do something like podcasting or work for creative or something like that, or maybe do some training for people, fine. But I don't want to see that. I, I, I don't need another run. As a, as a very avid parties fan, I don't need another run for them. I think they had an excellent run when they came back, you know, the, the big mania comeback. And I think that was done very well. It had the shock affect. It, it satisfied the nostalgia. But it's it's been time to hang it up. And God, I freaking hope they don't do that. Because I think that even though I'm not the biggest AEW fan, they have done some very good things. And they have moved things in very good directions. And I don't want to see them put the Hardys in the spotlight like that and have Jeff fall off the freaking wagon again because the stress and the environment and everything is just way too much on him and then have that cause any kind of setbacks for AEW when they've been doing such a great job, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I don't that want that. boy needs to go hang out with DDP. <sighs> he, needs, he needs the big He needs R. that accountability crew. He needs to retire and just let it go and be with his family. And yeah. And if it comes down to it, like if Matt's career cannot advance any further without being tied to Jeff, then it's time for him to cut it out too. Like, I I hate to say it, but. That's that weird spine thing. Yeah, I just. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I just. Go ahead. I mean, I, I I just don't see another way for them to bolster this tag division again, because you don't really have another trio to, you know, you broke up, you broke up the, the Lucha Express, right. Um, Or not the Lucha Express, the uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. And what was that? I forget what the, what this, what the stable name was for that. You broke them up. Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. Right, no, I understand it needed to happen, but you don't have anyone else to compete for these trios, so you can't take the Lucha Bros away from um the guy that gravity forgot. I always pack. You can't take him away from pack because you need the death triangle to compete with the elite for the trios championships because the elite just won the trios <laughs> championship. Back. You don't have you don't Bullshit have title that should be gone anyway. Well, you know, it it is what it is, but at the end of the day, like now your tag division is split into two different divisions and you're out of people. And yeah, for a like, roster that is so huge, you know, but they they built themselves on actually using tag teams. Now we saw them try to put two singles guys together. 
We saw them try it. For all the people that criticize WWE about it all the freaking time, AEW did it. Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, they did it. And guess what? They were a successful tag team because they were two talented guys and they could go make it work. But at the end of the day, that's what they're going to end up doing because they have all this talent under contract, but they don't have a lot of suitable tag teams to challenge for a championship. Yeah, but that was also one of them situations where Keith Lee was supposed to be given the rub to Swerve. The Swerve, like, Swerve was a good wrestler and everything like that, but he wasn't ready for the spot that AEW wanted to sign him into. So, I understand the purpose of it, but I'm saying that if that had happened in WWE, even for the same exact reason, they would have been trashed for it. Well, I mean, I trash AEW for doing that anyway. I trash them for signing Keith Lee because he can't wrestle against anybody that's the same size. Mm. Mm. Well, Mm. all I'm going to say is that if they throw the Hardys into the mix, I'm not watching that train wreck. There, all I'm saying is I, th- I can't think of any other viable no, star-studded ways to, to interrupt the, re- the road to WrestleMania. And I think that's what they want to try and do at this point. I get that. They could pull Kane and Daniel Bryan and put Luchasaurus with Daniel Bryan. Oh, God, no. It would work, though. You know it would work. Oh, God. Oh, God, I just threw up my mouth a little bit. Team, uh, that team. might be worse than the Hardy suggestion. <laughs> Team Dino. Yeah. Like oh, Team Hell No, Team Dino. God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I actually have a Team Hell No t-shirt somewhere. I but do. No, like, they've got plenty of guys to do tag teams with. It's just that, you know, they got different creative direction going. Because, like, God's honest truth, like, I know they're doing the world title, like, feud with uh, Brian Danielson and, uh, and MJF MJ. right now. But, like, They've done him, like, so dirty, like, 50-50 booking that, like, I would rather him just, like, build himself up again like he did in WWE. Like, mm. throw him and Wheeler Yutta on, like, a Yuta, tag team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I guess you could you could throw Yuta and, and Mox together. You could throw Claudio and Mox together. And they're part of the same stable, so it kind of makes sense for them to be a tag team. Uh, those kinds of things can happen, and and they would be, um, and like they would be I'd, plausible for sure. Another but. another thing that I would say that AEW can stand to do, um, they could stand to hot potato that TNT title around a little bit, you know, make it seem like people actually want to win it and have guys like Brian Danielson in the in the run for it. Uh let's see who else. They have so many guys, like there's so many guys that, that it's not even worth naming, but that belt should be hot potatoing off of. Yeah, a little bit. Nobody wants the hot potato belt anymore though. And it's freaking annoying. Yeah, I mean Again, and that goes back to the conversation that we've been having since we started this show three years ago. Does the belt make the person? Does the person make the belt? You know, um, and and 
the AEW championships need that little bit of rub from the talent that they've brought in for sure. So Could you be- put it on an Adam Cole and it makes sense. Now they've actually kind of done that recently. I mean, to defend them, they, they gave it to Wardlow. Wardlow had it for a hot minute. Joe had it because Joe beat him for it. Now Darby Allen beat Joe for it. So now it's on Darby. And that all happened within a month, within, you know, two month time span here. So they're starting to kind of do that. And they're trying to do it with Joe and with Darby. Um, but I agree that if you throw maybe an Adam Cole in that mix, it makes the world go round. Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson for the TNT title. Yep. Yep. Of itself. Yep. Hell. Wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Christopher well, Daniels. Like, yeah, but but Daniels is off doing his own thing at this point a lot. Um, all right, well, I'll t- I'll tell you what, guys. I there's so much that we could that we could keep talking about here. Um, but but I really, you know, my my key points of the of the the show this week, not you know, and I'm doing that for key. Key couldn't be with us tonight. Um, my key points for the show for this week, uh, are really just you know, I want to be more excited for the Royal Rumble. I think AEW is going to be making some kind of moves to try and disrupt the road to WrestleMania a little bit. And they should. I mean, as as a business that is trying to gain the same audience as the WWE, they should try to do some things that are going to draw audience away. That's that's how competition works. Um, and um, I, I'm kind of I, I'm trepidatiously excited, but I want to see it. Like, I want to be just, like, excited, excited to watch the show. Um, we are going to be doing a watch-along for the Royal Rumble. Uh, Cuz and I will probably be live together, and then uh, we'll see who else is around. I know that uh, that OG is not around that weekend. He's got a family thing that weekend. Uh, I hear that maybe the Temptress Switch may be making an appearance at Casa de la Chica. Rewind. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll we'll make things happen. Um, but in the meantime, my friends, please let us know your thoughts on everything we talked about in this episode. Vince McMahon coming back to the WWE on the board of directors, uh, the road to the Royal Rumble, which will obviously lead us to the road to WrestleMania, AEW's counter-programming. Let us know your thoughts about it in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast platform or on Sportswire Radio, if you're watching on Roku, hit us up on social media at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, buy your merch at watermaneuver.net. Get your tickets for Coastal Championship Wrestling at ccwrestlingfl.com slash events, all of which you can find in our link tree in the description below. We will catch you guys next time on behalf of the Temptress Witch Ivy, on behalf of the Cuz, Cousin Mike. Thank you so much for joining us here on Rewind wrestling radio.